Canto 25 Lust and Instances of Chastity Now was it the ascent no hindrance brooked, because the sun had his meridian circle to Taurus left and night to Scorpio. Wherefore, as doth a man who tarries not, but goes his way, whate'er to him appear, if of necessity the sting transfix him, in this wise did we enter through the gap, taking the stairway, one before the other, which by its narrowness divides the climbers. And as the little stork that lifts its wing with a desire to fly, and does not venture to leave the nest, and lets its downward droop, even such was I, with the desire of asking kindled and quenched, unto the motion coming he makes who doth address himself to speak. Not for our pace, though rapid it might be, my father sweet forbore, but said, Let fly the bow of speech thou to the barb hast drawn. With confidence I opened then my mouth, and I began, How can one meager grow there where the need of nutriment applies not? If thou wouldst call to mind how meleager was wasted by the wasting of a brand, this would not, said he, be to thee so sour. And wouldst thou think how at each tremulous motion trembles within a mirror your own image, that which seems hard would mellow seem to thee. But that thou mayest content thee in thy wish, lo, Statius here, and him I call and pray, he now will be the healer of thy wounds. If I unfold to him the eternal vengeance, responded Statius, where thou present art, be my excuse that I cannot deny thee. Then he began, Son, if these words of mine thy mind doth contemplate and doth receive, they'll be thy light unto the how thou sayest. The perfect blood which never is drunk up into the thirsty veins, and which remaineth like food that from the table thou removest, takes in the heart for all the human members virtue informative, as being that which to be changed to them goes through the veins, again digest, descends it where tis better silent to be than say, and then drops thence upon another's blood and natural vase. There one together with the other mingles, one to be passive meant, the other active, by reason of the perfect place it springs from and being conjoined begins to operate, coagulating first, then vivifying what for its matter it had made consistent. The act of virtue being made a soul, as of a plant, in so far different this on the way is, that arrived already, then works so much that now it moves and feels like a sea fungus, and then undertakes to organize the powers whose seed it is. Now sun dilates and now distends itself the virtue from the generator's heart, where nature is intent on all the members. But how from animal it man becomes thou dost not see as yet, this is a point which made a wiser man than thou once err so far that in his doctrine separate he made the soul from possible intellect, for he no organ saw by this assumed. Open thy breast unto the truth that's coming, and know that just as soon as in the fetus the articulation of the brain is perfect, the primal motor turns to it well pleased at so great art of nature, and inspires a spirit new with virtue all replete, which what it finds there active doth attract into its substance, and becomes one soul which lives and feels and on itself revolves. And that thou less may wonder at my word, behold the sun's heat which becometh wine, joined to the juice that from the vine distills. Whenever Lachesis has no more thread, it separates from the flesh and virtually bears with itself the human and divine. The other faculties are voiceless all, the memory, the intelligence, and the will in action far more vigorous than before. Without a pause it falleth of itself in marvellous way on one shore or the other, there of its roads it first is cognizant. Soon as the place there circumscribeth it, the virtue informative rays round about as and as much as in the living members. And even as the air when full of rain by alien rays that are therein reflected with diverse colors shows itself adorned, so there the neighboring air doth shape itself into that form which doth impress upon it virtually the soul that has stood still. And then in the manner of the little flame which followeth the fire where'er it shifts, after the spirit followeth its new form. Since afterwards it takes from this its semblance, it is called shade, and thence it organizes thereafter every sense, even to the sight. Thence is it that we speak, and thence we laugh. Thence is it that we form the tears and sighs, that on the mountain thou mayhap hast heard. 
According as impress us our desires and other affections, so the shade is shaped, and this is cause of what thou wonderest at. And now unto the last of all the circles had we arrived, and to the right hand turned, and were attentive to another care. There the embankment shoots forth flames of fire, and upward doth the cornice breathe a blast that drives them back, and from itself sequesters. Hence we must needs go on the open side, and one by one, and I did fear the fire on this side, and on that the falling down. My leader said, Along this place one ought to keep upon the eyes a tightened rein, seeing that one so easily might err. Sume Deus Clemenciae, in the bosom of the great burning, chanted then I heard, which made me no less eager to turn around. And spirit saw I walking through the flame, wherefore I looked, to my own steps and theirs, apportioning my sight from time to time. After the close which to that hymn is made, aloud they shouted, Virum non cognosco, then recommenced the hymn with voices low. This also ended, cried they, to the wood Diana ran, and drove forth Hellas therefrom, who had of Venus felt the poison. Then to their song returned they, then the wives they shouted, and the husbands who were chaste, as virtue and the marriage vow imposes. And I believe that them this mode suffices, for all the time the fire is burning them, with such care is it needful, and such food, that the last wound of all should be closed up. Canto 26 Instances of Natural and Unnatural Lust While on the brink thus, one before the other, we went upon our way, oft the good master said, Take thou heed, suffice it that I warn thee. On the right shoulder smote me now the sun, that, raying out, already the whole west changed from its azure aspect into white. And with my shadow did I make the flame appear more red, and even to such a sign shade saw I many as they went to give heed. This was the cause that gave them a beginning to speak of me, and to themselves began they to say, That seems not a factitious body. Then towards me, as far as they could come, came certain of them, always with regard not to step forth where they would not be burned. O thou who goest, not from being slower, but reverent perhaps, behind the others, answer me, who in thirst and fire am burning. Nor to me only is thine answer needful, for all of these have greater thirst for it than for cold water Ethiop or Indian. Tell us how is it that thou makest thyself a wall unto the sun, as if thou hadst not entered as vet into the net of death. Thus one of them addressed me, and I straight should have revealed myself were I not bent on other novelty that then appeared. For through the middle of the burning road there came a people face to face with these, which held me in suspense with gazing at them. There see I hastening upon either side each of the shades, and kissing one another without pause, content with brief salute. Thus in the middle of their brown battalions muzzle to muzzle one ant meets another, perchance to spy their journey or their fortune. No sooner is the friendly greeting ended, or ever the first footstep passes onward, each one endeavors to outcry the other. The newcome people, Sodom and Gomorrah, the rest, into the cow Pasiphae enters, so that the bull unto her lust may run. Then as the cranes that to Riffin mountains might fly in part, and part towards the sands, these of the frost, those of the sun avoidant, one folk is going, and the other coming, and weeping they return to their first songs, and to the cry that most befitteth them. And close to me approached, even as before, the very same who had entreated me, attend to listen in their countenance. I, who their inclination twice had seen, began, O soul, secure in the possession, whene'er it may be, of a state of peace, neither unripe nor ripened have remained my members upon earth, but here are with me, with their own blood, and their articulations. I go up here to be no longer blind. A lady is above who wins this grace, whereby the mortal through your world I bring. But as your greatest longing satisfied may soon become, so that the heaven may house you, which full of love is, and most amply spreads, tell me that I again in books may write it. Who are you, and what is that multitude which goes upon its way behind your backs? Not otherwise with wonder is bewildered the mountaineer, and staring round is dumb, when rough and rustic to the town he goes, then every shade became in its appearance. But when they of their stupor were disburdened, which in high hearts is quickly quieted, 
Blessed be thou who of our borderlands, he recommenced, who first had questioned us, experience freightest for a better life. The folk that comes not with us have offended in that for which once Caesar, triumphing, heard himself called in contumely, Queen. Therefore they separate, exclaiming, Sodom, themselves reproving, even as thou hast heard, and add unto their burning by their shame. Our own transgression is hermaphrodite, because we observe not human law, following like unto beasts our appetite, in our opprobrium by us is read, when we part company, the name of her who bestialized herself in bestial wood. Now knowest thou our acts, and what our crime was. Wouldst thou perchance by name know who we are, there is not time to tell, nor could I do it. Thy wish to know me shall in sooth be granted. I am Guido Guinicelli, and now purge me, having repented ere the hour extreme. The same that in the sadness of Lycurgus two sons became, their mother re-beholding. Such I became, but rise not to such height, the moment I heard name himself the father of me and of my betters, who had ever practiced the sweet and gracious rhymes of love. And without speech, and hearing thoughtfully, for a long time I went, beholding him, nor for the fire did I approach him nearer. When I was fed with looking, utterly myself I offered ready for his service, with affirmation that compels belief. And he to me, Thou leavest footprints such in me, from what I hear, and so distinct, lathe cannot efface them, nor make dim. But if thy words just now the truth have sworn, tell me what is the cause why thou displayest in word and look that dear thou holdest me. And I to him, Those dulcet lays of yours, which, long as shall endure our modern fashion, shall make forever dear their very ink. O brother, said he, he whom I point out, and here he pointed at a spirit in front, was of the mother tongue a better smith, verses of love and proses of romance. He mastered all, and let the idiots talk, who think the lemosine surpasses him. To clamor more than truth they turn their faces, and in this way establish their opinion, ere art or reason has by them been heard. Thus many ancients with Guitone did, from cry to cry still giving him applause, until the truth has conquered with most persons. Now if thou hast such ample privilege, tis granted thee to go unto the cloister wherein is Christ the abbot of the college, to him repeat for me a paternoster, so far as needful to us of this world, where power of sinning is no longer ours. Then to give place perchance to one behind whom he had near, he vanished in the fire, as fish in water going to the bottom. I moved a little towards him, pointed out, and said that to his name my own desire an honorable place was making ready. He of his own free will began to say, So pleases me your courteous demand, I cannot and I will not hide me from you. I am Arnold, who weep and singing go, contrite I see the folly of the past, and joyous see the hoped-for day before me. Therefore do I implore you, by that power which guides you to the summit of the stairs, be mindful to assuage my suffering. Then hid him in the fire that purifies them. Canto 27. The Angel of Purity. Dante's Third Dream. Virgil's Last Words. As when he vibrates forth his earliest rays, in regions where his maker shed his blood, the Ebro falling under lofty Libra, and waters in the Ganges burnt with noon, so stood the sun. Hence was the day departing, when the glad angel of God appeared to us. Outside the flame he stood upon the verge, and chanted forth, Beati Mundo Corde, in voice by far more living than our own. Then, no one farther goes, souls sanctified, if first the fire bite not. Within it enter, and be not deaf unto the song beyond. When we were close behind him thus, he said, Wherefore Eden such became I when I heard him, as he who was put into the grave. Upon my clasped hands I straightened me, scanning the fire and vividly recalling the human bodies I had once seen burned. Towards me turned themselves my good conductors, and unto me Virgilius said, My son, here may indeed be torment, but not death. Remember thee, remember, and if I on Geryon have safely guided thee, what shall I do now I am nearer God? Believe for certain, shouldst thou stand a full millennium in the bosom of this flame, it could not make thee bald a single hair. And if perchance thou think that I deceive thee, draw near to it, and put it to the proof with thine own hands upon thy garment's hem. 
Now lay aside, now lay aside all fear, turn hitherward, and onward come securely. And I, still motionless, and against my conscience, seeing me stand still motionless and stubborn, somewhat disturbed, he said, Now look thou, son, twixt Beatrice and thee there is this wall. As at the name of Thisbe oped his lids the dying Pyramus, and gazed upon her, what time the mulberry became vermilion, even thus my obduracy being softened, I turned to my wise guide, hearing the name that in my memory evermore is welling. Whereat he wagged his head and said, How now, shall we stay on this side? Then smiled as one does at a child who's vanquished by an apple. Then into the fire in front of me he entered, beseeching Statius to come after me, who a long way before divided us. When I was in it, into molten glass I should have cast me to refresh myself, so without measure was the burning there. And my sweet father, to encourage me, discoursing still of Beatrice, went on, saying, Her eyes I seem to see already. A voice that on the other side was singing directed us, and we, attend alone on that, came forth where the ascent began. Venite, benedicti patris mei, sounded within a splendor which was there, such it o'ercame me, and I could not look. The sun departs, it added, and night cometh. Tarry ye not, but onward urge your steps, so long as yet the west becomes not dark. Straight forward through the rock the path ascended, in such a way that I cut off the rays before me of the sun that now was low. And a few stairs we yet had made essay, ere by the vanished shadow the sun setting behind us we perceived, I and my sages. And ere in all its parts immeasurable the horizon of one aspect had become, and night her boundless dispensation held, each of us of a stair had made his bed, because the nature of the mount took from us the power of climbing more than the delight. Even as in ruminating passive grow the goats, who have been swift and venturesome upon the mountaintops ere they were fed, hushed in the shadow while the sun is hot, watched by the herdsman who upon his staff is leaning, and in leaning tendeth them, and as the shepherd lodging out of doors passes the night beside his quiet flock, watching that no wild beast may scatter it, such at that hour were we, all three of us, I like the goat, and like the herdsman they, begirt on this side and on that by the rocks. Little could there be seen of things without, but through that little I beheld the stars more luminous and larger than their wont. Thus ruminating and beholding these, sleep seized upon me, sleep that oftentimes before a deed is done has tidings of it. It was the hour, I think, when from the east first on the mountain Ceteria beamed, who with the fire of love seems always burning. Youthful and beautiful in dreams, methought, I saw a lady walking in a meadow, gathering flowers and singing. She was saying, Know whosoever may my name demand that I am Leah, and go moving round my beauteous hands to make myself a garland. To please me at the mirror, here I deck me, but never does my sister Rachel leave her looking-glass and sitteth all day long. To see her beauteous eyes as eager as she, as I am to adorn me with my hands, her seeing and me doing satisfies. And now before the Antilucan splendors that unto pilgrims the more grateful rise, as home returning less remote they lodge, the darkness fled away on every side, and slumber with it, whereupon I rose, seeing already the great masters risen. That apple sweet which through so many branches the care of mortals goeth in pursuit of, today shall put in peace thy hungerings. Speaking to me, Virgilius, of such words as these made use, and never were there girdons that could in pleasantness compare with these. Such longing upon longing came upon me to be above that at each step thereafter for flight I felt in me the pinions growing. When underneath us was the stairway all run o'er, and we were on the highest step, Virgilius fastened upon me his eyes, and said, The temporal fire and the eternal sun thou hast seen, and to a place art come where of myself no farther I discern. By intellect and art I here have brought thee. Take thine own pleasure for thy guide henceforth. Beyond the steep ways and the narrow art thou. Behold the sun that shines upon thy forehead. Behold the grass, the flowerets, and the shrubs, which of itself alone this land produces. Until rejoicing come the beauteous eyes which weeping cause me to come unto thee, thou canst sit down, and thou canst walk among them. Expect no more, or word, or sign from me. Free and upright and sound is thy free will, and error were it not to do its bidding. Thee or thyself I therefore crown and mitre. 